You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. What's going on, film family? Welcome to another episode of the Film Frequency, and I'm your host. I'm still holding it down solo, JB. Hopefully, we'll be back when JB can be back. But until then, it's me holding down the fort, solo dolo, and we are going to be talking about Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I'm going to let you know right now, this isn't going to be a super long review for not a super long movie. I'm going to get straight to the point. But before we get in, got to get into the review, let's talk about some news, specifically one piece of news. So Disney has settled their lawsuit with Scarlett Johansson. And this, I think I had said it, I did expect for this to not go to court, to not go the distance. Eventually, just because of everything and all the details uh, that we know, the public, uh, you know, response to that stupid, dumbass comment that they released as well on Scarlett Johansson, everything was stacking up that this was going to probably be settled out of court. Now, you know, we don't have the details of what happened, but hopefully this not only made Scarlett Johansson Johansson um, whole, but as well as this opens the door for her to come back to the MCU and, you know, she also had a Disney project, which I think was canceled during all of this. So, like, hopefully those things are all the the, the fences mended. She can come back in. Um, and there's no hard feelings there because ultimately she wasn't asking for anything more than what was due to her. And, you know, this in this, you know, landscape of streaming and, you know, this theatrical window being shortened and some things releasing same day on streaming, there's going to be situations like this. Yes, it sucks that, you know. The first big one was this case. And, you know, the MCU has been so positive um, recently. It's just, you know, it sucks, but it's good that they settled it. You know, uh, if the details eventually come out, I'll talk about them. But overall, this is the route that I expected to go. And don't be surprised if, you know, we start hearing more things like this. As far as this, like more deals coming, we know that the Russos, them coming back to the to the into the Marvel fold was halted because they wanted to know how the deals like this were going to be worked out. So this is really is a landmark deal for so many different reasons, and it will continue to be. So we'll see how this affects the streaming landscape going forward. Now, Disney has gone back to that 45 day release window with movies like Shang-Chi and it showed why. Look at the run that Shang-Chi has been having. Um, so, yeah, it's just everything just kind of makes sense uh, with the route that it's going. Um, and I'm just glad that overall this got figured out. It's settled. And then now we can move on without any more you know, rumors, anything else about it, we can just move forward and figure out what the future of the MCU is going to hold. And if Scarlet is going to make an appearance again as uh, Black Widow, you know, the flashbacks are a thing. Disney Plus series are a thing. You, you, with the way that the MCU is going, uh, even though characters are dead, they can always come back in like one off scenes or whatever. So hopefully this opens the door if any of those plans were in place and any anything was stopped because of that. Um, but now with that being said and getting that out the way. Let's go ahead and play a trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage and I'll come back and we'll start the review. Lady, we should be out there snacking on bad guys. I am a predator. I need to be free. You have got to get control of your aggression or you will get hauled off into Area 51. You live in my body. You live by my rules. I'm sorry! I don't know what came over me, please. Let me fix it. So I can bring it again! You are a loser. Eddie Brock, 
I want to give you my story. People love serial killers. Please, why me? That's mine. It's yours. And it's yours. If I did my job correctly, that would have been a trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And so my I'm of two minds with this, right? I really enjoyed the first Venom movie. And I I remember when there was a lot of I wouldn't say hate, but there was a lot of concern over how it was going to work, how you're going to have Venom work without having Spider-Man be a part of the origin story and everything like this. And they figured out a way by damn it to make it work and to make it a, a solid film like a lot of people thought that it could be. Uh, I mean, yes, things in, needed to be changed to fit whatever they wanted to tell, but they did a good job and they kept the Venom uh, character fairly you know, close to what he was in the comic books. Now, I have a lot of positives and a lot of negatives about this movie. Overall, for the people who just want to know overall, did I like the movie? Did I not? It was a solid movie. It put me back in the place. And I know people are going to take this negative, but it was a better executed version of the Joe Schumacher Batman sequels. And that's Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, meaning that they feel very comic booky, right? This feels very much like a comic book. But not in the in the over the top way that the Joe Schumacher films did. It, it, I mean, it's over the top in some senses. It's a fucking comic book movie. It's going to be. But I didn't hate what they did. It just it really felt like at times this film did things and had things happen just so they can have them happen. And you know, the the ninety I think it was more like a ninety five minutes, but the ninety minute runtime, uh, which a lot of people I knew if there was going to be any issues with this movie, that was going to be what people pointed them to. And I don't feel it really. That was the issue here. I don't. Yes, it could it have had a couple 10 to 12 more minutes to flush out a couple of more things. Yes, I do think that it could have. But overall, I really do think that if you like the first Venom movie, you're going to like this movie because of the Eddie Brock and the Venom relationship. They execute that very well, whether you agree with it or not, whether you think that that's how these characters should be depicted or not. They execute like that. That that uh kind of odd couple relationship that they have is very good for me in this movie. I really did enjoy that aspect of this movie. And, you know, the fact that they they break up at one point um, and, and they don't spend a lot of time apart because, again, the the, the runtime of this movie is very, very condensed. Um, You know, it it made sense. Like you when you when you it really does feel like you pick back up and some time has passed in this universe and you're picking back up with two characters where you left them off as at. And yeah, there was, wasn't a whole bunch of evolution to them, but I don't think it was supposed to be a lot of time that passed between the first two films. I, I can't, they say it at the beginning, but I can't remember what it was. Um, Cletus Cassidy, played by Woody Harrelson. I would say the Cle the carnage aspect of it is perfect. <sighs> I I expected Cletus Cass Cassidy to be more menacing than what he was. That was just, that was what I was expecting coming into this movie. That doesn't mean that they, that that's what they had. That, that clearly wasn't the thing that they had. It was more of an unhinged. You don't know what he's going to do. He's unpredictable. Um, but I wanted more of a menacing, even at the, at the times where he's supposed to be menacing. It really didn't feel that way to me. It more so felt like a, I don't know. I don't know how to word it, but I, you know, I, I expected a little bit more edge there. Woody is great. And what the what they and how they wrote this character to be, he executed perfectly. They got Woody Harrelson to do Woody Harrelson type things in this fucking film. And if that's what you expected from this, great. Remove everything doesn't have to be exactly like the comic books. I know there are some people who are saying that this is exact to me it's not. That at least not in the Carnage stories that I read, but I digress there. Um Shriek kind of, you know, she was in the movie a little bit. Um not not as much as as, as you would think. 
um, I do like that the, the route that they went with the love story and the love angle because it gives a lot of motivation to Cletus Cassidy, and I understand that aspect of it. I need to, them to explain how he knew uh, she was still alive uh, because, you know, she was supposed to have everybody that thought she died at one point. But nonetheless, that good as well. Um, and that's really what is at the heart of this movie. It's two romance, well, bromance between Venom and, and, and uh, Eddie Brock. And then a romance between Shriek and Cletus Cassidy. And that's what's a lot of the motivating factors into this film. And, you know, they execute them pretty well. Where I think this film ultimately fails at, you know, the, the, the over-the-top comic booky nature, the fact that some of the plots just, you get to one set piece to another. I think where this film ultimately fails the biggest at, for me, is the fact that we don't have more fights with Carnage and Venom. One of, one of the things that you that I, I look at this, right, and I can compare this to, is that this could have been very much like God, Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong, can't remember which one came first, but could have been very much like that in the sense that you have several battles between them and it, and it culminates in this great battle at the end. That one kind of culminated in them two teaming up. That was never going to happen in this. But I think if you would have shown Venom get his ass kicked completely, like maybe get saved by escaping or whatever, and then they have another fight. Venom kind of wins the first fight, that that next fight or whatever, and then it, it then it's the it's it's the rubber match between between the three. Most of the time, where you have a film where it's two characters, you have more interaction between those two main characters. These are the two characters' names who are in the titles of this of this film. Venom, let there be carnage. So the fact that we get only one meeting between like that that scene in the trailer where he's like oh it's a red one that's their first time meeting and their last time meeting and i think coming into this and maybe this is me being beholden to my own expectations i had expected to see several fights between them more, at least more than just one it doesn't have to be three but more than just one and we did not get that we get one fight that is admittedly a really good fight i i i hesitate with calling it awesome or calling it great it was a really solid fight. Some of the pacing there was weird too, but you get this fight in this and that's it. And then they kill the Carnage character and the Cletus Cassidy character. This is this is Venom's main antagonist. And you kill him off. This is and that's why I have issues with this film is because this really felt like back in the early to late 90s comic book films where they don't they don't you don't expect the villain to come back up and show back up and have character development for villains over multiple movies they killed him off and they didn't have to now for the plans that, and where this movie goes with the end credit scene and we'll talk about that here in a second maybe that's why maybe maybe carnage is still going to be around in what happens at the end of this film and so ultimately and you know i know i said venom and spider-man of course is one of venom's biggest i'm talking about with the symbiotes but i just i just really feel like the film fails because of that reason now, i may be that may be just a critique on my side that not many other people share, and I completely understand that if that's the case, but that's my feeling on it. And that's ultimately what I'll say about this film is like, it's a good film, a good, dumb action film if you just want to show up and just see some some goodness. And that's what this is. And I think it's it, in a time where like everything has like these huge undertones lately, it's, it's this is a good film that, you know, you can go and watch and have some fun with. The PG-13 rating does not hurt this film at all, too. Let me be clear with that. That rating does not, there, there's F-bombs dropped, uh, dicks, every, not actual dicks being shown, but they call people dicks. Like, all of that is shown in this film. And this is why, you know, the PG-13 isn't the PG-13 when I was growing up or when a lot of my listeners are. This is a new one. You can push the limits as long as you don't show vi blood. 
you can you can push some of those boundaries in PG-13 films. And that's what they did with this one. Now, let's get into the end credit scene. And this is the one that I know a lot of people are going to talk about. Um, and one of the things that people miss with with the spoilers uh, to this end credit scene is just the fact that Venom is clearly transported to a different universe. And, you know, we know and we've seen from the trailer of the Multiverse of Madness that the spell goes wrong and everything. And it seems like Venom is one of the characters that's brought in, much like Doc Ock, much like, you know, we expect the Green Goblin to come in from other universes, from the uh, other universe. And that being said, it it's very like, does he show up in No Way Home? Does Spider-Man show up in the next Venom movie? I think it's more so going to be the latter um, him showing up in the next Venom movie, because I really do think like based on this, like even when you look at like this post credit scene, yes, people are going to say that it's in the MCU. But that scene of Spider-Man looking around like that with his mask off did not happen in any MCU movie. Um, At least not yet. It could happen in No Way Home. But these are all characters that we saw that Sony Oh, think about it. Uh, JJ, James Jonas Jameson, that's the version of him if they want to use it from the Sony universe. That's a character who played that, who played that, it's a person who played that character in the Sony universe. Um, we know Spider Man, movie rights owned by Sony. Tom Hart, I really do think that we may have seen the end. And I know it's being reported that, you know, uh, a lot of people are thinking that Venom is coming into the MCU. I really do think it's the other way around. Even if when you look at Morbius, and Vulture being in that. Again, Vulture is a Spider-Man villain, meaning that he doesn't have to be tied to the MCU to have him in a Spider-Man movie. I think we're seeing a world in which I think Spider-Man's uh, days in the MCU are finished. That's just my opinion. I could be, and they could come up with a deal in the last minute that proves all this wrong. But as far as my speculation right now, I do not think that Spider-Man is going to be in the MCU after Spider-Man No Way Home. Let me know what you guys think about that. That's it for this review. Like I said, I it's not a super long review, not a super lot to get into. It's been a while since I dropped the episode as well. I wanted to drop this episode on you guys. Let me know what you think about it. Let me know if you agree, disagree. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the film frequency um, at gmail.com, filmfrequencypod at gmail.com. If you want to follow me personally, you can do so at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow the podcast at the Film Bros. Um, yeah. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are out. This has been the review for Venom. Let there be carnage. Thank you guys for supporting me. I'm out. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media.